Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello, everyone. Molly Pittman here, and I would like to welcome you to Perpetual Traffic. So exciting. So grateful that you guys are watching this episode. My co-host, Ralph Burns, is unfortunately under the weather today, so send him good vibes. But I'm excited because I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Allie Boyd. And Allie is someone that I ran into on Facebook, as we do sometimes. And I realized that Allie was a fellow Kentucky girl, which of course speaks to my heart. But Allie's also doing some really cool and effective stuff when it comes to digital marketing for local businesses. Whenever I can find someone to teach on local business, especially when it comes to Facebook ads, I always do everything I can to get them on the show because I know a lot of you own local businesses. And Ralph and I just don't have as much experience with that business type as some of our guests have. So I'm really excited to introduce Allie Boyd. How are you doing, dear? I am doing great. Thank you so, so much for having me today. I'm excited you're here. Allie, tell us a little bit about your business and your journey. We've had a similar journey. So yeah, I just want the audience to hear. Yes, we have had a similar journey. I am also a former bartender from Kentucky turned marketer, and I'm just really blessed that I get to do something that I love so much every single day. So after I graduated college, I got a degree in graphic design, and then I began working for a publishing company that focused on trade magazines for local businesses. So that was really my first exposure into the world and challenges that local businesses face. All of our articles were designed to cover 
cover marketing, sales, technology, operations. And so it was very interesting getting a lot of different points of view on those topics. I also helped them launch a brand new trade magazine. So I was pretty much doing everything, the writing, design, the marketing, and even doing the ad sales. So that has been something that I've really utilized throughout my career. Learning how the marketing and sales intersected so early has been really valuable for me because especially when you're dealing with a larger sale, there's a lot of things that need to be done to get someone to be comfortable with you. The follow-up is very important. How you handle each lead is really important. And I'm really thankful that I got that experience so early on in my career because it's really allowed me to kind of see the full picture when it comes to marketing. Yes. So after that, I ended up getting a position as a marketing director for a roofing and restoration company. And then after that, I was the marketing director for a large remodeling retail chain that also offered interior design and installation. So it really kind of covered the gamut in terms of home improvement. I got to learn about marketing the products, marketing the services, and I really got down into the nitty gritty about what the industry really needed. Thank you for that intro, Allie. It's great to see the parallels between our story. You know, we're the same age. We both worked for a company for four or five years. We both started our own business in the last year, year and a half. So even more exciting for me to have you on this show. Uh, But let's talk local business and let's specifically talk Facebook ads for local business. So Allie, can you kind of take us through, especially for this home improvement retailer. This is going to make a really cool case study for you listeners out there today. So when I started with the remodeling retail chain, they did not have a lot in place. They didn't have a really active social media presence. Their website didn't showcase anything that they had to offer, in my opinion. The branding wasn't really very consistent or engaging. There was just a lot that they were not doing. But like most local businesses, it was overwhelming for them to think that they really needed to be doing all of those things. They had previously had somebody in-house that was just doing a little bit of graphic design and sending out some emails, but they didn't have a really solid strategy. They were doing TV advertising, which had been working really well for them. But what was really challenging for me coming into that position is that there was nothing trackable about what they were doing. And that's one of the biggest challenges I see with local businesses is they don't know what's working. They don't know what could be working better. And they have no real way to identify what they should stop doing and what they should invest more money in. So that really became my goal. I wanted to create a very trackable system for them so that I could not only show the results that I was getting, but so that I could do a better job for them and really say, okay, this is something we're wasting money on. We should move these dollars somewhere else. And so that was really the beginning of my journey with them. And initially we started with Facebook. I thought it was going to be the best place for us. It turns out that was definitely on point, but we were just doing some organic social posts in the beginning. And at that time, you could actually get some traction with organic Facebook posts from your business page. And so we started to see some good results. We started to see some engagement, increase in web traffic, all of that good stuff. And then things changed. So everything just kind of tanked at that point in terms of organic reach. 
And I really knew that if I wanted to help them on a large scale, I needed to master Facebook ads. And that is when I just dedicated myself to learning everything that I could about Facebook, about Facebook advertising, and really taking a content strategy and leveraging it in a way that was not only going to help our potential customers or the people in our audience, but that was also going to really focus on driving leads. This business is a retail store. They do offer the services side, but at the end of the day, they sell retail products. And so previously, they'd been doing nothing to actually generate leads. Their goal was mainly on the foot traffic side. And so for me, I felt very confident that focusing more on lead generation for our free design services was the number one way to grow and to get larger sales. When someone meets with our designer, they definitely end up either spending more because they're more inclined to do the whole project with us as opposed to coming in the store and buying their kitchen cabinets or buying a vanity or buying some backsplash tile. So it was definitely a much higher customer value when they met with the designer. And again, it was just really trackable, which is what I liked about it. And so that's really where we began. I just started focusing on this content plan, on this Facebook ad strategy, and really trying to drive the leads. And Allie, quickly, what were you just like posting about? Because this is a home improvement retailer. So like, what type of organic posts were you posting? And maybe you still do today. So the types of posts that we were doing, they really ranged because I like to try and put out a lot of different content in different formats, not just for testing, but because I don't want the audience to get bored. So we were doing a lot of blogging. I would do a lot of videos. We would do very simple image posts on styles and trends. We'd do before and afters. We would do downloads and resources as lead magnets on, you know, your kitchen remodeling checklist or, you know, your bathroom design style guide, things that would honestly help someone if they were thinking of starting a remodel. And so what we saw with this content is that it was all working really well. The things that didn't really gain traction, I stopped doing them. But blog posts have been huge for us. Videos have been huge for us. And ironically, just those simple image posts have been some of our best engagement campaigns yet. It's never really the images or the posts that you think that it's going to be, which is why I love testing so much because I want the audience to tell me what they want. I don't want to try and force what I think they need onto them. Yeah, your average order value is probably a bit higher when they, when they meet with the designer. <laughs> we really realized that educating the audience was the number one way to go. Yes. There's a lot of confusion with homeowners when they're going to be starting a remodeling project or if they're going to be purchasing a home or selling their home. And we wanted to be that educational resource for them. We wanted them to see us as the expert in our industry and they may not be ready to start today. There's actually a long buying cycle for home improvement and real estate businesses. But we wanted to make sure that when they were ready, we were the first person that they thought of because we had genuinely given them valuable information that was going to help them in their journey. Love it. Okay, so you have this design service and you said this is free, right? Yes, the design service is 100% free. And so how do you go about marketing this? And do you market to cold and warm traffic? So we do market to cold traffic, but 
it's primarily our engagement campaigns that go to cold traffic. We're not really asking for a lot. We're just trying to get our name and our brand out there. And typically the content that we'll send to cold traffic will be our educational videos, our before and after photos, our style and trend lifestyle type photos, and our blog posts. Those have been great at driving website traffic and getting really great engagement. I mean, we've had posts with over 10,000 likes and 900 shares and 1,700 comments. It's been really, really great to see that. And honestly, the social proof aspect is incredible because when people see a local business that's getting that much engagement, it really stands out to them. And it's kind of sad that it works that way sometimes, but it's really allowed us to start a conversation in our community and get that recognition that we just would not have had otherwise. So are you using these assets, like the content that you've created? Is that what you're leading with to cold traffic? I guess for a local business, what I'm wondering is, I mean, you're in a town, right? This is Louisville where this business is, correct? And so how many people live there? Like one million? I don't know. Well, our it's, a big, it's a big city for Kentucky, guys. It is a big city for Kentucky. Um, yes. They also have a store over by Cincinnati, Ohio, which is also a larger city as well. So the audiences that I have done for cold traffic are anywhere between 1 million and 2 million people. Um, okay. So it's a decent size for cold of traffic. Course. And so when you're setting up those audiences for local businesses, I normally tell people just target in your location. Your targeting is done for you. Don't overlay lookalikes or interest. It's going to make your audience sizes too small to where Facebook can't optimize. Do you find that to be true or are you using more specific targeting than I just mentioned? So I actually try and test out a lot of different targeting options. We're definitely advertising in a 50 mile radius. Allie, really quick, notice with that 50 mile radius, that is in perspective of her business. For example, I would drive 50 miles to go talk to a designer about having my house redone because that's a significant purchase. Same thing with a car. I probably wouldn't drive 50 miles to get my nails done, right? So I just wanted to give some context there, but keep going. Yes. No, that's really important because when you're talking about potentially saving a lot of money or getting something that you like significantly more, you are willing to drive a little bit, but that may not be the case for everybody. But the audience that I've really found that I have two favorite cold traffic audiences. One of them is a lot of different interest targeting. And the targeting is based on HGTV, different home improvement uh, okay. personalities, different stores that people who would be a homeowner would shop in. Because at the end of the day, all I'm really looking to do is identify people that are homeowners. And we used to have that targeting option. And what's ironic is that I never even really used that very often. So it, it didn't so much affect me when that was taken away. But anybody who is exhibiting behavior that would be conducive of a homeowner. So shopping at a place like Lowe's or Home Depot or Menards, mm -hmm. somebody who likes different home decor stores or television shows. And it's kind of like, I can't remember which training it is, but you guys reference in your targeting trainings, if you were going after somebody who wanted to buy golf supplies, you wouldn't just target Tiger Woods because that's way too broad. 
Well, yes. so I've tried to target with some of the more specific home improvement personalities, not somebody like Joanna Gaines necessarily, because people who don't own a home could definitely really like somebody like her. Yeah, she's a personality. You know, it's a, there's nothing specifically unique about her where she would just attract home improvement people. Yes, exactly. And so that's a little bit too broad. So I tried to get more specific in maybe some of the less popular shows on HGTV, but really just a lot of stores and interests that a homeowner would exhibit. And that has really been my most successful cold audience to date. I also have another that's kind of a variation, and that one focuses primarily just on different stores like Ikea, Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards. Yeah, where else are they buying the products that might inform that they want to do a makeover on their home? Exactly. And, you know, most people, it's very rare that a non-homeowner would be in Lowe's. I mean, you could be remodeling a business or, you know, you just can't do that much to a property that you rent. I don't own a home and you will definitely not find me in Lowe's. It's been a pretty good way to narrow down the audience. And so Love I it. do test with our different lookalike audiences. We have a lot of pixel activity. So I've tested with several custom and lookalike audiences. And to be honest, I haven't seen anything that's outperformed those two cold traffic audiences that I've set up. I love it. And another reason for this too, is that you are in a pretty big city. You have a pretty big territory that you can cover here. So overlaying these interests aren't making your audiences too small. There's still 1 million, 1.5 million. Some of you are running businesses in towns that have 10,000 people in them. And that's when you want to be very careful overlaying any interests or lookalike because it'll just, you'll end up targeting nobody. (laughs) So uh, Ali, this is so good so far. Thank you. So I understand who you you're targeting. And then when you're going to cold traffic, what are you saying to them? What types of offers are you running? And what does your copy and creative look like? So I test a lot of content. And basically what the strategy has become is that I start everything on the page. And so I typically, over the years, I've evaluated what our cost per engagement is for every post and I've constantly tried to beat it every single year. And so I'll put like 20 bucks into every single post that we put out and I'm running it to those audiences that I've already tested and that I already know are working well. I'll try and mix them up a little bit, but that allows us to test, you know, 20, 25 pieces of content every month. And so what I've seen is that People like a variety. They do. So I've tried to really follow the customer buying journey. There are certain things that people are interested in when they first start the process all the way up to the point where they're actually ready to buy. So, you know, one early step would be figuring out how to budget, finding your style, how to Mm -hmm. decide on kitchen cabinets or how to evaluate materials, what type of pricing or, you know, upgrades are involved with some of these options, how to go about finding a contractor or actually starting the process. And so one part is that I've done videos on all these different things and they've been longer form videos anywhere between like five and eight minutes even. So at first I just wanted to test them and see if anybody would actually watch a video that long on Facebook. And the results have been really great. So of course I'm going to get a significant amount of people that watch, you know, 25% or less. But what I found is that 
the people who are watching 50%, 75%, 100%, those people are very interested. And it's not a video that is fluffy in any way. It's really valuable content that they would actually need to know if they wanted to start a remodel. And so it's been a great way to just qualify prospects by seeing who watches the video. And I'm not really doing much, if any, selling in the video. I do mention at the end that they can click below to schedule a free design appointment, but that's about it. And so the videos have been great to run to cold traffic. We've also done just a lot of single image posts and I will take some, you know, really beautiful styles or trends and test them on the page, see what looks great, make sure of course it's something that they sell in the store, types of things that they can do. And it's so ironic because some of our best posts have been very, very simple. They have not had a ton of copy. Some of them have. I like to, you know, mix it up with long versus short, but it's been interesting to see what people have resonated with the most because it's usually never what you think it is. And that's why I like to test so much because the things that have done super well over the years have not necessarily been something that I would have thought would have been a big winner. So the images, we've done a lot of before and afters. We've done a lot of I bet those do so well. Oh, they do. They do really well. And then a lot of blog content and a lot of video content. So honestly, it's just a lot of content in general. Yeah. Love it. Ali, how much are you speaking to the fact that you're a local business in the ad copy at all? Do you say like, hey, Louisville, or is there any reference? Like, do they know that this is a business that's down the road from them? They definitely should. We do speak to it a significant amount of the time. We don't do it all the time, but it definitely does work well. So one thing that I really like to do is target what I would call dream neighborhoods. So if you are in real estate or home improvement or anything that has a very specific customer base, odds are that you know the places in your city where these people are living. It doesn't even have to be home related. Like if you're a car detailer and you service higher end cars, well, I can guarantee that if you do a little digging, you'll figure out where some of those people live that own those vehicles that you would typically be servicing. And so, you know, we'll just set up audiences for a one mile radius around certain higher end or older neighborhoods. So like somebody for us would be, you know, someone whose home is 25 years or older or, you know, 15 years at at the minimum typically. And so we don't want the brand new developments. We want a neighborhood that's pretty established, that's been around for a while. And so- That needs an update. (laughs) Exactly. And then we'll speak directly to that neighborhood. So, you know, Hillcrest, Hillcrest trusted remodeler, you know, the whole social proof idea, like We've been your neighborhood's trusted remodeling partner for over a decade. Um, wow. And so I really think that that has been something that's worked well. And of course, it's like if you're living in that neighborhood and you see an ad that's calling out your specific neighborhood, you're going to stop scrolling at least for a minute. And so um, absolutely, that's definitely another targeting option I like to do. It takes a little bit of time to set up because you're typically going to do a lot of them, but it's worth it in the end for sure. 
Totally. This is awesome. So in terms of scheduling this design appointment, so where does that come into your overall traffic system here? Because you're not really using that to cold traffic. So are you just using that for retargeting or are you guys, I mean, I know you said you spend about five to $7,000 a month right now, correct? Uh-huh. And you guys are making back from that about how much? So we make easily over seven figures a year from our Facebook ads. It's tough to always keep track of the exact number because these leads have a pretty long buying cycle. You can actually see somebody close a year from the time that they sign up. And so it's kind of a constant reporting issue. You know, I have to continuously check back on it, but very easily seven figures. And that's from our design appointment leads. That's not from uploading our offline conversions and seeing how many people that have purchased have actually engaged with our ads. And so that is something we also try and keep track of. It's just, Uh you know, a much more manual process, at least for us to export those lists and upload them. So of course. We, we only do it probably about twice a year, but there has been multiple seven figures that wow. has so, come from those people. Right. And you're spending, you know, less than a hundred K a year and making multiple seven figures from these leads. So, wow, that's incredible. Congratulations. Well, thank you. It's been really exciting to see this grow over the last few years. Of course. Okay. So back to the design appointment, how do you use that with traffic or is that when people reach out to you guys from the ads? How how does that work? So most of the ads that I'm running for the design appointment is to our warm audience. And so we do follow, you know, your system, the 60% cold traffic, 30% warm, 10% hot. And so most of our budget goes to the cold audience because we're trying to build the largest warm audience that we possibly can so that when we do run our offer, we have a large enough group of people that number one, they're not going to get annoyed with our ads. And number two, that, you know, we can put out a lot of different styles of ads. So hopefully, you know, if one doesn't resonate with you, something else is really going to catch your attention. And so typically I will do either video retargeting ads. There's a platform called Clipman that I really like to put together little videos that have text on them. Those have been super effective for us. And then I've also done some, and this is like cold traffic and warm traffic in a way, but so sometimes we'll get like what we call a super post. And those are when we're testing those page posts to see what types of content our audience is really resonating with. You know, we'll find one that we really think is a winner. And that's one that we're going to invest more money into because we know that it's going to grow our audience for the least amount of money possible. And it's also going to build a lot of social proof and people are really going to notice it. Because when you see an ad from a local business that has like 10,000 likes and 500 shares, like that's pretty impactful just from, you know, the social proof aspect, people like what other people like. And seeing that, I can't tell you how many times just like in my local community, people have commented on those things. And so we'll invest a good amount of money into these posts to build the audience. And so what we'll do is when we find a post that's a really great one, 
we will connect it to ManyChat with the comment growth tool. And so the, the sequences that I've put together in ManyChat, it follows the same thing as you know the rest of our content. It is all about education. So for instance, I have an educational sequence for kitchen remodeling, for bathroom remodeling, for window replacement, for flooring, for tile, literally a sequence for everything. And so, you know, for instance, one of our posts, it was just a really beautiful like after photo from one of our clients. And for whatever reason, people just grabbed onto it. And so we simply said, you know, for our top kitchen remodeling strategies and a few freebies, comment, I want a kitchen below. And we had <laughs> easily 500 comments, maybe more. Wow. And I got so many leads from that sequence because at every single step, it's encouraging you to schedule your appointment. So that was to cold traffic, but I think that because that more extensive education was paired with it, it really encouraged people who may have not ever engaged with us to go ahead and schedule their appointment. So that's kind of the exception to when we do get a lot of leads from cold traffic, but it doesn't typically happen without Messenger. Wow. Okay, so can you go a little bit deeper into the messenger part? I love this. So you're using the comment to message growth tool. They're commenting on the post. And then what happens after they comment again? So they'll get put into a sequence or a flow. So I have this two different ways just to kind of test it out. My initial sequences were eight days long. And each message that they would get would break down a different part of the remodeling process. And brilliant. So you're sending content first. Mm -hmm. So you're not breaking the 24 hour rule. Nope. You're showing up with, okay, here's another part of the remodeling process. And it worked really well. Like, okay, we did get more unsubscribes than we get if we're not using the sequence style, but it did seem to convert at a higher rate because we were constantly top of mind for eight days after mm -hmm. they engaged with our post. And it was very valuable. I don't want to give anybody anything that I wouldn't want as a homeowner who's looking to remodel. And so wow, every that's single such step, a good statement. It's like, it is truly information that you would need. And I think that's the reason why it's worked so well. You know, we're not, of course, we're not sitting over here, like trying to figure out like, what can we say that's going to make people want to buy from us? We're really saying, what can we put out that's going to help our consumer figure out what's best for them? And hopefully by being the person that gives it to them, they're going to keep coming back for more. And it's really seemed to work out that way. A hundred percent. And guys, reference episode 193 with Chris Harder. We just talked about how important it was to have the mindset that you're serving your market. That's exactly what Ali is saying here. She's created the best content that she can to help these people when they're in a stage of their life. They're looking to remodel their home. And because they're giving them such great content, whether it's through organic post or whether this is her video ads or whether this is delivered through mini chat, you're giving such value that they can't help but sign up for this design appointment. And of course, we talk a lot about the strategies here, but I'm so glad that you really emphasized how important the actually giving people what they need is in the sales process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally have remodeled several homes throughout my life. And luckily, I had the resources and the connections to make it so much easier. But 
it can be very stressful. It can be scary to start. It can be expensive. And so you really are just doing everything you can to make sure you don't make the wrong decision. And it's also something you have to live with for a long time. So, just, <laughs> yeah. yes. it, it, you know, yeah. you don't really get a do over if you don't like what you chose. No. And that's why, you know, the buying cycle is longer. And what I see happen with some businesses, I actually was just talking to a real estate broker about this today. Like they also have a long buying cycle a lot of times, but what happens is they think it's too much effort to nurture those people throughout the entire process. And they end up only going after kind of the low hanging fruit or those ready to buy consumers. And yes, it definitely takes more effort to set up a really effective content system and a really effective Facebook ad strategy. But the beautiful part is it gets so much easier over time and you're going to convert these people that you would have never converted otherwise. You know, six months down the road, if they're ready to go and you're not the person that's still reaching out to them, they will go with somebody else. And so doing it in a way that's not salesy and it's not pushy and it truly comes from a place of trying to educate and help them make a great decision, people really respond to that. I mean, today it's it's hard to find a business that seems to genuinely care about you as a person. And I think people, they pick up on it when they see that. And it not only- You can read it. They can. And it, it doesn't just help you get leads. It also helps build this incredible connection with the people in your community. And it just feels good. It also it just does. feels good. Absolutely. And I think that's what we're all looking for. I mean, we're looking for fulfillment and happiness. So if you switch the mindset from how can I make the most money to how can I truly serve this market, you'll find that you do make the money that you desire, but it also feels a lot better and you will be happier. Allie, this is amazing. You are a powerhouse. I'm so impressed by you. Thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else? you want to share? I mean, you shared so much. We talked about targeting. We've talked about that offer, that design appointment. That's such a good offer. And that is so important for a local business because usually you're asking someone to pick up the phone and make an appointment with you, or you're asking someone to actually come to your store (laughs) or to your business and physically show up, which is a huge ask in 2019. Absolutely. And that design appointment is so brilliant because it's not only your lead acquisition, but it also seamlessly leads to your offers, you know, selling these home improvement services. So I commend you. I think the best part of your strategy, I love what you're doing with the targeting, the video, all of the content, organic, mini chat, all of that, you've got it going on. But what I am most impressed by is your ability to craft that offer, because I think that is probably the biggest reason this has been such a success other than everything else I mentioned? (laughs) No, I think it's great. I mean, I have seen businesses similar to this and they charge for the design appointment and that can still work well. I love the free design because as long as you have the staff to fulfill and you're not spending all of your time on this, and as long as you have a staff that can connect with the customer and actually turn it into a sale, it becomes so much more profitable. I mean, every business is a little bit different, but finding a way to show them your value before you ask them to buy, because that's really what we're doing. We're showing them look how well I can create this space that fits you perfectly. Look how much money I can save you in the process. And, 
you know, if you want to get it from me, that's great. And if you don't, then it's still free. And it's really just been something that people get really excited about. So I've loved having that offer, honestly. Awesome. Well, great, Allie. Any other tips, uh, words of wisdom you want to share with perpetual traffic listeners? Yeah. So one other thing that we've done that's also, you know, it all ties back into the education is we've actually done a lot of live events and we're using Facebook ads to promote the live events. And so I've done it for about four years now. And I will tell you, it has been a huge moneymaker. I've gotten 200 people to show up on a Saturday and, you know, be at this seminar with us and it produces a ton of sales. So um, I call it Kitchen and Bath University. And we're really taking so much of the content that we've already produced from you know, just our online marketing and we turn it into a live class and then we give them a special offer. If they go ahead and sign up for their appointment today and they show up, they're going to get, you know, one piece of their remodel for free. We feed them. And then while they're eating, we go around and talk to everybody. We get feedback and it's been not only great for immediate sales, it's been huge for long-term sales. And also it's been great for word of mouth. People have told their family and friends about this. And I have people that will email us, you know, asking when the next event is going to be. And um, it's been one of my favorite things to do over the years, just because I really believe that great online marketing is a mix of online and offline. Most mm-hmm. businesses, especially if you're a service-based business, our conversions happen offline. And we have to have a connection with our customer that's built on more than just a click. So it doesn't matter if you're getting them to a phone call or to an in-person event or to a meeting, you're going to have to really engage with them at some point. So the sooner that you can get them to that next step or, you know, change that environment so that they actually could buy, the better chance you're going to have of closing that sale. So anybody out there who's not doing live events, I mean, I would highly encourage you to take a look at it. I've been able to show so many people how they can do this. Even if you don't have a physical location, you just partner with somebody that's a complimentary business and they can pay for the advertising and you can put on the event and they get leads coming into their location. So it's really a win-win for everybody. Awesome. I love that. Ali, do you have any specific tips around running ads for the event? I know there are a lot of listeners out there who want to or who are already running traffic to live events. So is this a free event? Do you send them over to sign up? Are you mostly targeting warm traffic? Just kind of give us a quick rundown if you can about how you get people butts in seats. Yeah, <laughs> how you get so, butts in seats. Uh, Um, I have done several different types of ads. Video ads have worked well for us. I actually use Ryan Dice's little follow-up if people click, but they don't sign up. Like, hey, did life get in the way? You know, if you're still seeing this video, it means we we still have a few seats left. And uh, so that's been a great follow-up video ad that has converted well. I run it to cold traffic and warm traffic. The majority of our attendees come from warm traffic. And so I've tested it two ways. I'll either do a messenger registration, which I actually far prefer, or I've done, you know, just a funnel and landing page registration. And the messenger registration has definitely, I've seen the most attendees when I use that because 
I can easily remind them about the event uh, the day before, the day of. I don't have to worry about if they're going to check their email, especially because it happens on the weekend. So you may remember it on Friday, but then Saturday comes around. You're not going to check your email. You could totally forget about it but you may check your messenger. And I also connect it to a text messaging service so that I remind them via text the day before and the day of. And then really just giving them a great sequence that leads up to the event, getting them excited, showing them what's possible, giving them little tidbits of information they're going to learn. But as far as the actual ads go, it's pretty much the same as what I do for the other styles of ads. I test video, I test ads, I'll test slideshows. I like to have a variety of copy and a variety of creative and just see which one performs best. Love it. Wow. Allie, you've uh, given us a lot of information here. (laughs) You are a wealth of knowledge. I so appreciate it. Uh, So many takeaways here in this episode, even for those of you who aren't running ads for a local business. Lots of takeaways for really any marketer out there. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I feel like this is the beginning of a friendship for us too, uh, which is exciting. Oh, I do have one final tip that actually is very, very important that I'd love to share. So the follow-up on your leads is probably the single most important part of actually converting them. You need to contact them right away. And you may think that, you know, one day later, two days later, isn't going to make a big deal, but I have literally tracked and tested this and you will lose so many of your leads if you are lax about following up with them. So just, if you're going to do this, make sure you have somebody that's in charge of the follow-up process. Um, I have, you know, very specific email scripts, phone scripts, voicemail scripts, just to keep everything consistent. But you will get so many conversions if you take it seriously and make sure that you have that follow-up process in place to actually make money off of the ads that are bringing in. Of course, Facebook ads are just the beginning of this process. You got to make sure you you have a follow-up system there. And not only just a follow-up system, but for offers like the design appointment, as you said earlier, Allie, you have to make sure that you can not only deliver that appointment, but also transition that into a sale or it's kind of pointless. So great tip, Allie. Where again can people find you? They can find me at AllieBloydMedia.com. That's A-L-L-I-E-B-L-O-Y-D M-E-D-I-A.com. I would love to connect with all of you. Awesome, Allie. Thank you again for all the information shared. Thank you for being such a powerful force in marketing and for the amazing work that you're doing. Can't wait to have you back on the show. Oh, that for would be wonderful. Any- Wouldn't that be cool? It would be um, amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone for listening. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.
John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply, that's tier11.com forward slash apply, and we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.